This is ESPN Radio. It's back, and our lives are all better for it. Utah, Florida, ESPN tonight. Chris Fowler, Kirk Herbstreit, Holly Rowe will be on the call. Herbie will join us coming up at 9.30 Eastern. Herbie! Right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. With Jay Will, who's coming to you live from the seaport, brought to you by Patron. Perfection starts with Patron. I'm Ian Fitzsimmons. We appreciate you spending part of your uh, your morning with us. And, and, and Jay Will. You almost said evening. I know. You I'm almost said evening. Yeah, you're not a morning person. I like, I like that you're up and you're not a morning person, though. How I see that you bought you in. You are. You are. Oh. I'm not, man. Look, I, I'm all about, I'm nocturnal. I'm an old bookie and bartender, right? <laughs> and so Taking I'm, the bets, taking the calls on the lines. That's it. That's a bad way to get out of college in four years, <laughs> being a bookie and a bartender, by the way. You that's were like, a bookie and a bartender in college? Oh, you yeah. were like my dream. Six and a half years of of undergrad. Wow. Yes, not proud of it. Well, yeah, talk it, about it an understudy. Time. Yeah, that's yeah. big time right there. It was uh it was it was a wild ride in Tuscaloosa for my sorry butt. But yeah, I'm nocturnal, man. I, so yeah, being on with Freddie till one o'clock in the morning Eastern I can't uh, for the last eight years was yeah, that's me. Yeah. Getting up at three, that's hard. You're a morning guy. Well, though. because so much of my morning routine is through training, right? So uh, we would so get up early in college, up. yeah, five AM do workouts, same as a pro. Like, I always wanted to get up extra shots, do conditioning, do lifting. But you know what time it is, Ian? You know what time it is? Come on. I started this segment yesterday. Yates, did you find any kind of inspirational music for, for me? Yes. All right. It's my time, Ian. Before Pat demotivates you today, ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to give you your inspiring talk this morning to kick off your Thursday, the day before the best day of the week, which is Friday, a debate to be had another time, Ian. Here we go. By Denzel Washington, not my dog, but the Denzel Washington, the man. Quote, imagine you're on your deathbed. Yes, it starts off a little bit, you know, aggressive, but here we go. Imagine you're on your deathbed and standing around your bed are the ghost representing your unfulfilled potential. The ghost of the ideas you never acted on. The ghost of the talents you didn't use. And they're standing around your bed angry, disappointed, and upset. We've came to you because you could have brought us to life, they say. And now we go to the grave together. So I ask you today, ladies and gentlemen of ESPN Radio, how many ghosts are going to be around your bed when your time comes? You invested a lot in your education, and people invested in you. And let me tell you, the world needs your talents. End quote. Who are you going to be in when it's all said and done? When the ghosts are looking at you, are you going to tap into your unfulfilled talents? Are you going to take the damn risk in? You hear me? How is that a Are you going to ask the hard questions? I was about to say that, Costello. What was motivating about that? Now you have go to towards your dreams, Ian. The, the waste of talent. That go I have towards it. your dreams. There's a lot of ghosts around there's, my bed. There's no a lot of I'm unfulfilled dreams that yeah. people don't go towards because they're demotivating themselves, like Pat Costello every day, telling themselves the negativity. Live in the positivity. Shoot your shot. Why are you yelling at me? Oh, I'm sorry. All I'm saying is ask for Jalen Waddle. Why not? What's the worst they can say? No. Keep asking. 
That's the message you took away from that Denzel quote? I mean, that was the analogy I tried to bridge it with, but, you know, that's what happens. You could have gone Saban, who went off on the media, right? They play on Saturday against Middle Tennessee. Uh, see, this is what happens. Kyle Whittingham, I give, with the I give the motivational talk, and here comes Pat, tail end with negativity. Success is just failure that hasn't happened yet. You used that one yesterday, lame. No, I didn't. Yes, you did. No, I didn't. You did. You did because Nuno told it to me in our conversation yesterday afternoon. That's liar. A now a you're lie. a liar and you used it yesterday. <laughs> it's all, this, this goes uh, right with your Denzel Washington one. It's always darkest just before it goes pitch black. Shane Sising. <laughs> yes. Uh, but Shane Nick Saban did have some motivation. That's where Ian was trying to go. I, I really was. I was yeah. trying to get us back on the interstate, yeah, 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 right? Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, hey, it's fine. It's See, I was trying to lead you to the interstate and then Pat. Derailed. Pat came in, yep, and put us yeah. right in the ditch. I, I was worried. I've been driven in the show ditch. in over two months, right? So I, I thought it would be me to put us in the ditch first, but it was Costello, which maybe should have been expected. He's Jay Will on me. If it's Simmons, you're on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Saban did go off uh, yeah, uh, again. And he look, nobody I don't think uses the media to deliver a message to their <laughs> football team as well as Nick Saban does. I've been on the receiving end of that. I mean, you ask a question. Oh, really? And he's hoping – oh, it was his first year there – at Alabama 17 years ago, and D.J. Hall, wide receiver for Alabama and a captain, was benched for homecoming, sat down, didn't even dress. So I asked, you know, what led to the benching? And it was, are you behind these doors every day? I mean, and just unloaded. That's a fair point, though. Yeah, and then well, it was. <laughs> he, he wanted that question to be, uh, to be posed to him so he could deliver a message to the rest of the team. Hmm. Uh, and the rest is now football history as they've – competing every single year for a national title. But he was posed a question that he didn't like, and this is what he said at a presser earlier. Everybody would like to be successful. Everybody's not willing to do the things you need to do to be successful. You know, we had one speaker come here and showed the biggest tiger, biggest tiger I've ever seen. Took up the whole screen. And he said, everybody wants to be the beast, but everybody don't want to do what the beast do. So... If you want to be the beast, you got to do what the beast do. All right, thanks. All right, thanks. That was directed at his squad. I love, I love, I love quotes like that. It's like the one you hear. You know, um, in order to do something you've never done, you have to be willing to do things you've never done before in your life. You know, like stuff like that. Like it, get comfortable it's, it's, being uncomfortable. Agreed. Yeah, and that is why I've got Alabama in the college football playoff. Mm. This with only ten starters back, I don't care. They've got. They got five stars littered around that campus. And I, I was just there over the summer. And I'm telling you, Jay, this is a team that is, forget motivated. They're angry and, and beyond driven because everybody, because they lost two games on the road on the final play against top 15 teams at the time that this program is now done. Uh, they're, they're, they're finished. They're over. You could not be more incorrect if you believe that. And anybody out there, if you think that Bama is done, they are – beyond angry and fueled, and they are ready to unleash hell upon anybody that comes across their path. And I, I wanted to pose something to you and, and get your, your feedback on this because, you know, I've gotten a chance to go down to Alabama. I've spoken to their team. That was back when they had Jalen Hurts. That's where our relationship yep. kind of kicked off back in the day. Um, and just there are so many similarities I, I saw between Nick Saban and Coach K. And I, I, I'm curious – I'm, I don't know this for a fact. This is all speculation, but I wouldn't put it past somebody like Nick Saban. Last year, 
when I saw him on the set for the college football playoffs, the first question I asked myself was, why would Nick Saban do that? Like, he's one of the most visible coaches in all of sports. And it's like these are the kind of Jedi mind tricks that I think sometimes people put themselves in those situations, not because he wants to be better at TV. It's because he wants to feel that pain to a degree, right? Like, there's sometimes – Coach K used to do some weird things where he would put himself in situations where it's almost like to get the blood boiling, to remind him of what it feels like to be that underdog, to kind of reset the table because he's always up here all the time to remind his soul of what it feels like to be down here a little bit. Like they hear yeah, the I chatter be on this set. I should be, you know, getting ready to go to practice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I found myself thinking like that, watching Nick Saban take questions from Kirk Herbstreet and people of that sort. Just, you know, it, it was like that pain almost was, it was giving him a rebirth. Like that's how I felt about it. And yeah, I, that, remember the look on his face when David Pollock said, Georgia is the standard now? Yes. Safe yes. Like, oh, I'm, I'm filing that one away. Like, thank right? you. Thank you for, I needed all of this to remind me. Yeah. Look, they are, again, loaded. And you may not think they are, but they are because it's, it's guys you really haven't heard of yet. You know, like, like Dallas Turner was in, you know, Will Anderson's shadow. Dallas mm. Turner won five. It will be a household name by October. He'll, he's going to skyrocket up draft boards. Kool-Aid McKistry is one of the best cover corners in college football. You know, you, and everyone's talking, well, who's playing quarterback? Jalen Milrow is arguably the fastest guy on that team. He's got to develop some touch. And I think Ty Simpson. You listen to Greg McElroy talk about Ty Simpson. I mean, he, he, he's just fawning over the guy. So, they, they, look, Bama's going to have a quarterback. You know they're going to have running backs with well, Jalen McClellan and, and company. You know the O-line's going to be there. Bama, the biggest part for me, though, is how driven they are because everybody was just pushing them aside. Their run is over. It's all about Georgia now. And I've got them in the college football playoff as well. Mm. The thing about this, they don't have a road game until they go to Auburn. And uh, Hugh Freeze is going to get that right, but they don't, Auburn doesn't have the depth yet. And then they get Kentucky after that. Kentucky's going to be one. Of, that's a sleeper team in, in the SEC East. Yeah, they, they posted a great video the other day of John Calipari talking about, you know, Kentucky's a basketball school. And then they did this Last like, year, yeah, montage yeah, yeah, yep, yeah, of, uh, of how big their football program has gotten. I, I did want to transition for one quick second because obviously I, I know about the SEC. I know about the Big Ten with conference realignment going on. We'll see an ACC if Cal and Stanford come to the ACC. But how about a team like Clemson, Ian? Right, the last time they Good won, point. you know, below ten games was twelve years ago. Like, where, where where do you have them this season? They're legit. So they're they're, they're that squad. When the last college football playoff rankings come out, they're going to be right there in the mix. Mm. They've got eight starters back on defense, seven on offense. Kate Klubnick is again one of those guys at quarterback that may not be a household name now, but come mid October, he will be. Uh, so that's a great call with Clemson because everyone, they're like Alabama. You mentioned the record, man. Double-digit wins for 12 straight years. And everyone's just casting off Dabo and the guys, ah, they're done. That runs over also. Be careful. I'm with you. Clemson is a legit threat to make another run at the college football playoff and also Ohio State and Michigan. So mm. you could easily get two Big Ten, and two SEC teams in the college football playoff. Jay will that would not surprise me one bit. Come on, Kyle McCord. I need you to step up this year. You hear me? 
I need, I, I need, we need to beat Michigan. Well, Marvin yeah. Harrison Jr. might be pound for Stud. pound the best player in all of college football. And by the way, I mean their running back tandem is pretty, pretty yep. special as well. So, it, I, mean, I can't I, wait. I'm so stoked about this weekend coming up. I'm so pumped to watch games kick off. I mean, it's Brian Kelly down at LSU. What's happening in Notre Dame too? I mean, all this stuff with conference realignment it, to see what Notre Dame's going to do. Inevitably, it, it's like one of the most exciting times of the year. Amen, man. Football's back in our lives. We're all better for it. Utah, Florida tonight. ABC, Herb Street, Fowler and the boys on the call. Kick back and enjoy. Coming up next, our next guest, uh, we'll ask him who he thinks will be in the college football playoff. Studio guest at the Seaport right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today. The number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. This is ESPN Radio. I go. Boy. Do why do, do I feel left out? Because you don't know the words. <laughs> you know why, Ian. <laughs> I didn't say the, that, Ian. Harry is, did. <laughs> the proof is in the pudding, Ian. You know why. <laughs> this is like when Alan Yates said, hey, do they, you they think they'll be playing spades afterwards? And he posed a question to Myron Metcalf. I'm like, why do you pose that to me? Yates goes, well, you're, you're white. <laughs> wow! Wow! Yeah, that was yeah, that, that was that happened. That happened. You could just say culture, Ian. Right. Like, you know, culture is like a re- yeah. no, 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 no. We had to, we had to have a specified. Yes, this, okay. this was a very specific discussion. Terry Douglas joins us here on ESPN Two, ESPN Radio, with Jay Will on me and Fitzsimmons. Thanks for spending part of your morning with us. And look, uh, tonight, ESPN Utah, Florida, uh, the, the the big boys now start playing. College football, Harry. Look, you, you study the game. Ian. You, you had to go right now. Ian. Oh, you're, now you, I know where you're I'm going. Go let, ahead. I'm not going to let you do that. Come on. Come I'm on. Not, I'm not going to let you do that. Come on, Jay Will. You, when we walked in, everybody said the black cowboy has arrived. Mm-hmm. Harry Douglas has walked into the building. Yeah. So all I need to know is I'm going to Montana for my birthday. I'm, I'm going out to Montana. I'm super stoked. Never been to Montana before. Ooh. Okay? I need to understand. Tell me what the black cowboy means. So, so Talk to me. Take me through it. I lived in Nashville for three years. And, and when I moved there, my first year was rough. Coming from Atlanta, that's very cultured, right? Okay, okay. Things are different yep, in Nashville. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, moved to Nashville, first year was a little rough, but I started to embrace things, mm. right? I lived right down in the gulch, in the, in the heart of everything, right? So uh, the first place I went to when I moved to Nashville was a place called Honky Tonk on Broadway. Woo! I had a good time in Honky Tonk. <laughs> 
Next thing you know, man, I have about five or six cowboy hats, belt buckles, cowboy boots. I go hunting. I go deep sea fishing. I go hiking. I do it all, baby. Black Cowboy is in the building, ladies and gentlemen. I I had no idea until a Zoom yesterday when he starts rattling off. I'm going, wait a minute. I thought I was the one that checked the country hick box. No, (laughs) it's Harry Douglas. Harry's the one that checks that box. And I told him I'm going to a rodeo in, uh, in, in Houston in March. I told him, I told Ian he could be my plus one at the rodeo. <laughs> I've never been Why to a not? rodeo before. Oh, it, it's fun. It's a blast. It's a, especially when you go to like a, a massive one, like the one they, the ones they have in Texas in Houston. Oh, okay. Oh, Ian, yeah. how come you haven't invited me to a rodeo in I Dallas? I've been in probably twenty years. Well, uh, first of all, Harry, Harry's been more recently than I have. <laughs> the people watching at the rodeo is. is next level. Yep. Oh, so I should go there. People watching. Okay. It's unbelievable. Oh. Oh. Now we can get into college football. Get you football. some moonshine. Now we're good. Ooh, ooh. Get you, oh, I, no. Coach Dicker gave me moonshine one time. Get you some moonshine. Mm, boy. You know, get you some moonshine. Man, that's not going to work that day. Some, get you some moonshine. <laughs> I don't, no, don't want any more right after that. that. Without, just, just by mentioning moonshine, man, a little apple pie, and all of a sudden, next thing you know, you're not watching a rodeo. You're watching the ceiling. It, it's, <laughs> it's church, man. It's, it, you're done. <laughs> Harry, quickly, man, uh, before we get to the National Football League, uh, and, and Joe Burrow, would you go out there if, if, if you didn't have that long-term contract as one week away from the start of the NFL season. But tonight, ESPN, Utah, Florida. Uh, if Cam Rising doesn't go, which I don't expect him to be playing quarterback for the Utah Utes tonight, uh, quick thought on that game, and then who do you have in your college football playoff? Well, I would say, actually, I thought Utah was going to win this game massively. Um, that's what Cam Rising is expecting to play in the ballgame. But he's not going to be out there. Now, I think the physicality of Utah – and me and Ian, we touched on this with Coach Winningham the other day when he was on ESPN Radio with us. One thing we never have to worry about when it comes to Utah is their identity, right? They're going to be physical. Yep. They're going to be able to punch teams in the mouth. That's not going to change as long as he's the head coach. I am interested to see how Graham Mertz is going to be for the University of Florida. Um, a running back that I'm high on that a lot of people aren't talking about is Trevor Etienne. That's the little brother of Travis Etienne. Mm. And watching him last year in the flashes, they look like twins to me. From the way they walk, the way they run, the way they carry their bodies. And, you know, Trevor's a little bit bigger than Travis, a little bit more, you know, thicker, Pauls, uh, than, than, <laughs> than Travis is. Boy, you wild. So, Go ahead, man. I'm really looking forward to seeing what kind of game he's going to be able to have. Florida, they're two running back deep, so I think they're going to lean more so on their run game. But I'm, I'm interested to see what Florida's going to be able to display as a team collectively under Napier in his second year. Who's in your CFP? My CFP, I have Georgia. I have Ohio State. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to go Florida State. Florida State. Wow. And I'm, is that, that, that's a school that Deion Sanders didn't graduate from? Huh, what you talking about? That he said the what other day. Did Willis? you hear that? I did. That was interesting, wasn't it? Very. Like, literally, did you see that, Ian? Like, yeah, Deion Sanders he, at a press he, conference. He was like, oh, yeah, I graduated from he, HBCU. Not, he hired well, well, Florida especially State. Especially when, when, when you play for a historical coach and Bobby Bowden and Mickey Andrews and those guys in company. Um, I thought it was a little weird, yeah. but to each his own. Yeah, to each, okay. To each his own. All right. Uh, my last team, I'm gonna go out on a limb. So Georgia, Ohio State, Florida State. Yep. Okay. I'm, gonna go, I'm gonna go out on a limb with this last one. I'm gonna go Texas. I'm mm. gonna go Texas. This is the last year they're gonna be in the Big Twelve. I think Steve Sarkeesian. Um, I think this is a year that he's finally going to get things going. Quinn Ewers, I like him as a quarterback. If he would have played in that game the entire time last year versus Alabama, I thought they would have won that game uh, against Bama at home. I understand they play Bama on the road in week two. And I, y'all guys probably already know who I'm going to pick in that game if I'm picking Texas to make the college football playoffs. Mm-mm. Well, I've got Bama. I think Bama is as driven as, as, as I've seen them in the last four or five years. They are hacked off. 
Uh, so, uh, but Texas, man, that look, that's they're better. There's no doubt. I, I haven't seen Sark when I when I talked to him at Big Twelve Media Days. That's that's that is going out there, and and, and I respect it because I haven't seen Sark this confident in a football team in a long time. Again, that's going back to his days even as the offensive coordinator at Alabama. He's normally kind of buttoned up and. He's not right now. He really believes he's got something special building at Texas, and it starts this year. So up front, man, Harry, you know that O-line, D-line for the Longhorns, they are legit. And Quinn Ewers, yeah. is, you know, forget shaving the mullet and whatnot. He's an introvert. You know, he, he, he's, he's not a big vocal guy in that, you know, the mullet he had coming out of South Lake Carroll High School in, in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, that's kind of their tradition. And he should have chopped that thing off, you know, probably two years ago because it, it made him – look like he's very confident and not a team guy, which is the complete opposite of what he is. He's a confident quarterback. He's not a cocky quarterback. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. It, it, it makes uh, complete sense. And I love the skill position players for Texas. When you look at Worthy, they got the transfer A.D. Mitchell from Georgia. We know he's a big-time player and can make some big-time catches in big-time games. Uh, Winnie, uh, I think it's Whittington, mm-hmm. the other wide receiver, Sanders at the tight end position. So I really like Texas and their skill position players. Um, I think Quinn Ewers just has to be healthy and continue to be consistent, right? Be consistent from start to finish throughout the entire year, and I think Texas can go out with a bang. ESPN Radio host Harry Douglas joining us here on ESPN Radio. I'm Jay Williams alongside Ian Fitzsimmons. Harry, I did want to jump very quickly to the NFL. Um, you know, Ian and I were having this conversation this morning about should Joe Burrow play, um, considering he hasn't gotten a new deal, two years left remaining on his deal. Uh, where do you think he stands in that whole deal yeah. negotiation? Well, I think Joe Burrow's going to get paid regardless because we're talking about a guy that really altered a franchise. The Cincinnati Bengals, we're talking about them in the light of being a Super Bowl contender every year as long as Joe Burrow is their quarterback. And he even said last year, as long as he's the quarterback, their Super Bowl window is open. And I truly believe that. We're talking about a guy – here's the surprising thing. Because, you know, a lot of people are talking about Joe Burrow going out there and playing and they have two divisional opponents early on. What if they start 0-2 if he didn't go out there? Would it surprise a lot of people if I told y'all they started in the AFC North last year 0-3? They started 0-3 in the AFC North last year. And I, don't, I think a lot of people like missed that. Now, their schedule is tougher uh, this year. But one of the things I know about the Cincinnati Bengals, they believe in that quarterback. They believe in number nine. And as long as you have them, I was there against Tennessee in Nashville when he got sacked nine times and didn't blink an eye. Was still cool, calm, and collected. Still was that same quarterback. He's a different dude. Didn't see him get upset of his offensive line. Mm-hmm. Just continued to drop back and make plays, the necessary plays for his team to be successful. But uh, I, I would say this. Um, it's Joe's choice. It's Joe's choice. Me personally, would I go out there on the football field without being the highest paid quarterback? Hell no. Mm. But that's Joe's choice. He and will. I, and, I, no, and, I, and I also I, say I this. I can guarantee here. you, Harry, he, he, it would take – if his agent got eight sumo wrestlers with toe lines to keep him <laughs> off the football field, it wouldn't be enough. Nope. He's going out there with his guys. And I think also, because um, you know a lot of people probably question, why is he out there right now? Well, I have a personal relationship with their head trainer. He was a guy that was with me at the University of Louisville. I thought he should have had a head training job way back then in 2003. Uh, when they was in Atlanta playing up the Falcons, when I was up here the last time, I literally got off the plane and I went to go see him. Uh, I believe in him, and I know he's not going to put Joe Burrow out there on that football field is if he isn't ready to go. The biggest question, it was as we turn you loose, Harry, and Harry Douglas here with us on ESPN Radio, ESPN2 with Jay Williams on me and Fitzsimmons, would you ride a mechanical bull? Hell no. 
Ever? I wrote oh. one in college. Oh, my gosh. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just being real with y'all. You wrote them. I it, have, too. It was, it I lasted come three on, seconds. I mean, I got lost, It was one man. of those nights. It hurt. It's, it's, it's a place hurt. in Durham. It's Obviously. It's a place in Durham called Shooters, man. That's and, and what you do as a oh, freshman. Okay, you know? Shooters. Okay. shooters. You're in it. Let's see. It, I feel like so I'm a black cowboy, you, too. See, I just didn't know it. You're a married man now, so I'm going to keep it there. You know what I'm saying? You was in Shooters. You rode a bull. Somebody made you. Somebody enticed you to ride that bull. I understand, Jay. Harry, shoot or shoot. <laughs> He'll go to the rodeo. He doesn't want to be part of the rodeo. HD, we appreciate you, man. Thank right, you so guys. much. Coming up next, we are seven days away from the NFL season kicking off, and two huge defensive players are still not with their teams. Details next, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors. I do, you do, we all do. Big, small. And when we keep them bottled up, as I sometimes have had happen in the past, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself. It isn't just for those who have experienced major trauma. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash unsportsmanlike today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unsportsmanlike. This is ESPN Radio. So earlier today, we were talking about, would you ever root against your own child? My mom is rooting against her own child. I have rooted against my own child in a, in an, in a sporting event. With Jay Will, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. We are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. And that led Jay Will to pose the question to me. Because my brother is an assistant coach for the Carolina Panthers. My mom is a diehard Saints fan. And Jay, well, you actually agreed with this to a, to an extent. Now, yeah, it surprised me that you would also root against one of your three children. <laughs> I rooted against my daughter in a well, soccer tournament in regionals for her to have twenty saves. Uh, you know, do cartwheels in her cage, lose one zip because we'd been on the road for twenty days, uh, and I want to go home. I just well, want to go home. And I just want to say, the devil's in the details. You didn't really root against your daughter. You rooted for your daughter to be successful. You just also rooted for yourself to be successful also. By getting home to my bed and pillow after a 25-day total uh, total days on the road with my 17-year-old teenage goalkeeper. Yeah, uh, so now, like if my son Zane or my daughter Amelia or Penny, like say they play for North Carolina basketball and they were playing against Duke. I mean, I would want them to have 30, but I would also want my school to win. So it, it would be a win-win scenario for me. So my mom is, again, a diehard Saints fan. She refers to the Saints as the Beloveds. Well, she – we. 
I told Dari Noka, who I was hosting uh, SEC this morning with uh, yesterday on SiriusXM, that my mom actually said when my brother was hired by Frank Rack at Carolina, oh, so proud of you, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're still in the league. He was with the Arizona Cardinals last year. You know, couldn't be more proud. I uh, hope you go 15 and 2. We were all like, what? What? You're going to root against your, your, your son in professional football? Because, yeah, I hope he goes 15 and 2. And we actually had my mom on the show yesterday, and Dari was in tears. He could not believe that this whole thing was true. I'm not creative enough to make this up. Then you posed the question in our pre show meeting what, what, what does your brother coach? And I told you. You say a special teams coach. And your response was? Doesn't count. And by the way, this is the worst, though. This is how bad you are as a person. You laughed. You laughed out loud, okay? And then you said, oh, you got to say that. You got to say that. And then when we get live to the show, I say it listening to you, and then you take the opportunity to undress me on national TV. As as I was undressed by Jim Trestle (laughs) in a press conference before the Michigan game in 2002 when they had to beat Michigan to go and win a national championship when he said the most important play in that game is the punt. I'm like, what? (laughs) The the punt? And then he proceeded to go through about 88 different ways how the punt is the most important play in all of football. Biggest exchange of yardage, muff a punt, momentum swing, block a punt, momentum swing, house a punt, momentum swing. Makes a lot of sense. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Makes a lot of sense. I kind of like went back into my chair and (laughs) – Suck my thumb in a fetal position, right, for the rest of that presser. So when you said special team doesn't count, my brother just sent me a text going, damn, Jay, well, it's like that. Old mitten ass. (laughs) (laughs) That you have to explain to people who missed the show earlier what he meant by that, those three words at the end of that text. First off, wait, what's your brother's name, Ian? He does not go by his first name in football circles. Okay. Just call him Fitz. Fitz, okay. Fitz, I officially apologize. That, that was not the case. <laughs> your brother set my ass up, okay? Um, the, the old mitten ass, the reference um, that, that Fitz was talking about here, uh, is that you know USA Basketball, Going into my sophomore year was like the year I exploded on the scene too, Ian, right? It was like I, I came in my sophomore year all of a sudden averaging like 21 points and I got national player of the year. I stole one from Shane Battier and we won a chip. But it was that off season, that summer that really set the tone. I stayed in school, um, you know, during summer classes, worked out every day, made a thousand shots every day. And myself, Mike Dunleavy, uh, made the USA basketball team. So we spent literally a month and a half competing against Gary Payton, Jason Kidd, Vince Carter every single day in practice. I mean, we got our tails whooped. And I finally got to a point where I started to like find myself on the court, and I started giving GP the business. I'm talking about multiple possessions coming down. I just felt like I could do whatever I wanted to do on the court. And I'm like, man, this is a Hall of Famer. That can't really stop me because I learned about pick and roll and how to execute it properly and how to come off screens, and my shot was confident. And he was just yapping to me the whole time, and I just got carried away. I, I haven't really taken a master class and, and beep talking yet. Right? right, I was still a rookie in that game. And uh, I just found myself – I lost it, right? I had like a, a Will Ferrell old-school-like moment where he said something to me, I hit a shot, and I just said, yeah, you bleep the beep, you bleep it, bleep, bleep, bleep up. Right, started talking to him. I was like, you're not the, you're not the glove, you're, like, you're the mitten. You're the mitten. <laughs> and as I said it, like as I was backpedaling, I was like, what the hell? Out of body experience. 
what the hell did I just say? I'm looking at a guy like, why did I just call this man the mitten? What? This is the worst trash talking in the history of trash talking. And then he just he wiped me, wiped the floor with me for the next three days in practice and games. And so I called GP the mitten, in which your brother Fitz called me old mitten ass. So I guess that's that's who I am now. Oh, too good, too classic, man. It uh, happens. You can always join the show, 888-SAY-ESPN, 888-729-3776. Kevin in Florida. Kevin, you're on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Hey, hey, good morning, guys. I hope everybody's doing well. What's morning. up, Kev? Love the show. It's always part of my little morning routine. Um, I hate to push back on Jay Will on this one, but I have to. Okay. When Going back to the uh, Denzel Washington thing, with the ghosts around the deathbed, can that can that not be analogous to uh, skeletons in the closet that was never revealed nor fixed? Neither mm-hmm. one of those are motivational. They're kind of discouraging. I mean, what, what do you think about that, Jay? Well, I, I, I would push back on you. The, the, the main thesis of the long dialogue that obviously didn't, come across correctly to people. I've been hearing a lot of uh, interesting comments on social media and from our own personal crew, uh, Pat Costello, who is just, you know, negative anyway. But uh, comes back to, like, just don't go to grave with your ghost, right? Like, don't go to your grave with unfulfilled dreams that you thought about. And we do this every single day, Ian, right? Like, I wonder if I would have went for that. Like, I okay. And then, like, 10 years, like, man, how would my life have been different if I had actually gone for that one thing. Now, you can equate it to skeletons. I, obviously, it sounds like there's a lot to unpack there with your life, but I, I, <laughs> I just... You have no idea. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? I just I, I don't want to go to the grave thinking about what if. Yeah, when, when you gave that, quote, motivational speech, yeah. quote from Denzel Washington, okay. all I had, the first thing that came to mind was my grandfather looking over me going, you waste of talent. <laughs> What a waste of humanity. My mom would say stuff about that, that people who are tall. Boy, you're a big waste of tall. I'm with Costello on this one and Kevin. Not motivated, more discouraged. So maybe that's a lie. Like, call into the show. Did my my motivational speech demotivate you or did it motivate you? We'll ask a Super Bowl champion that very question next, right here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. This is ESPN Radio. Would Denzel Washington talking about ghosts around your bed motivate you? With Jay Williams, I'm Ian Fitzsimmons here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. 
of the ESPN app. We are presented in part by Progressive Insurance. Burger McFarland's right now is going, what in the world are these two fools well, talking about? Well, because he didn't hear my masterful delivery. That's You're why. about to give it to him. Burger, good morning, man. Get ready for this one. Buckle your seatbelt. You're going for no, it. No, I don't want to do it now because now people are going to make fun you of me. You have now, to. No, I don't want to do it. I don't want to do it. You're killing What's happening, gentlemen? How we doing? <laughs> doing good, man. How you doing, brother? Hey, man, I'm living the American dream. So pretty much what happened, uh, which I'm, I'm getting critiqued on here by Ian and our crew, is I, I said a quote by Denzel Washington that he delivered uh, during a speech at a college where pretty much to give you the cliff note version, he talked about, you know, one day you will find yourself being stood over by ghosts, right? And these are all ghosts of your, of your dreams that are unfulfilled, right? So essentially, Boog, what happened was, you know, whenever you start off some book with what it happened was, it's not going to lead to a good place. Um, right. Don't go to the grave with your dreams that are unfulfilled, pretty much in a nutshell. Is that a bad thing to say as a motivational quote? Uh, no, I don't think it's a bad thing. I, I, I think it's basically telling you whatever your dreams are, try to live them out. Um while you're alive, I think that's a good thing, right? Thank you. See, this is people just twist and contort. Ah, part, think about it. What, I mean, you're not, Booker, you weren't exactly motivated. Ah, <laughs> maybe. But anyway, let's get to some ball. Booker McFarland, ESPN football analyst, joining us here on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. Yeah, and you I love Booker's like, why are you guys even asking me well, this yeah, dumb just, question? Please, just, let me talk about something like football. Just move on in a hurry, right? <laughs> you know I mean? And he's a fellow boot boy. Just, yes. uh, let, just get, moving on. Here we go. Jonathan Taylor, you won a Super Bowl with the Colts. Uh, what, kind of, what kind of feel is going to be in that locker room, seeing how this whole thing played out and him starting the year on the pup and not getting traded? Well, obviously, he's he, right now he's their best player on the football team, and he's not going to be there. And so I, I think the guys in the locker room, uh, sure, they wish he was playing. Uh, some don't really know whether the ankle is legit or not, or is, it, is this just posturing with the contract? Um, most of the time in the locker room when it comes to money, uh, like there's a, there's, there's a rule. Like everybody worries about their own money, and, and, and we all understand uh, it's a contract situation. Now, you would hope that it wouldn't go into the season because now that we start to count W's and L's, but in the end, it, it's a tough situation because it's gone on so long. But I think the guys in the locker room do understand because one day they may be in that situation. Booger, uh, Chris Ballard gave his best attempt yesterday to try to smooth it over. And one of the things he said that really stood out to me was that all relationships are repairable. Do you believe that this relationship between Jim Ursay and this running back in Jonathan Taylor is repairable? Yeah. All relationships are repairable, but there has to be some uh, some give and take on both sides. And, and I agree with Chris when he says that, but what he should have said or, or what he should have kind of gone to the next level is, but here's how you got to do it. So the owner, Jim Mercy, has said a lot of things. Is Mr. Ursay going to come back and, and apologize for those things that Jonathan Taylor felt like he shouldn't have said? If he does, then sure, we can repair relationships. Look no further than what happened in Baltimore. Because remember, uh, Lamar Jackson uh, said, I'm going out of Baltimore. I demand a trade. They don't know my value. All of a sudden now, everything is kumbaya. We got a new contract. We got new money. And it's the, it's the greatest relationship alive. 
because when you get behind closed doors and you have conversations and you take away the personal feelings, like we all understand business, what business is, but there's got to be some kind of come to Jesus when it comes to the comments that were made on both sides, and both sides had to give and take a little bit. It's just it, it's it's as simple as this, Jay Will. It's compromising. It's no different than in, in any relationship. If you want to keep the peace, you got to compromise. Mm. If you compromise, yeah, we can repair it and keep it moving. If you don't, then this thing is going to end badly. The two-time Super Bowl champion Booger McFarland joining us here on ESPN Radio, ESPN Two, with Jay Williams on me and Fitzsimmons. Booger, what do you make of Chris Jones, one of the best defensive linemen in the game, still away from his team with the Kansas City Chiefs, and Nick Bosa, one of the best defensive players in the game, also away from his team, still in contract holdouts with the Niners? I don't think there's any way that either team can be what we think they can be, which is Super Bowl contenders without those two players. Uh, The Kansas City Chiefs cannot win the Super Bowl without Chris Jones. I don't care how good Patrick Mahomes is. Same team without Nick Bosa. So at some point, these deals got to get done. And I understand the hold up a little bit in Kansas City because you got their other two best players in Mahomes and Kelsey that are basically kind of on team-friendly deals. Well, Chris Jones is saying, hey, I don't want a team-friendly deal. I want the deal that the dude in L.A. got because he's got $30 million a year and I've had a better year than Aaron Donald the last two years. Mm. So, therefore, I need my $30 million a year. And Kansas City doesn't want to pay him $30 million a year. And so it, that one is kind of going to go back and forth. Nick Bosa is really simple. Like, he's the defensive player of the year. Like, pay that man his money. Whatever the number is, you got to pay him his money. Um, he, he, is, he is the heartbeat of that defense. And hopefully, Brad Veach and John Lynch, the two respective GMs, will get those deals done. Booger, I, I was curious, just go back to Chris Jones for a second, because I believe with you on the Nick Bosa deal, it'll get done. But just watching him and his fees that he's uh, accumulating here, $1.8 million thus far in fees uh, and fines. And the fine cannot be waived by the franchise since he is no longer on his rookie contract. At what point do you have to make that decision? It's like, how much more money do I want to pay that's going to come out of my pocket that I have to actually pay? Well, I, I think it, it's a decision, Jay Will, that he's basically said this, is that I'm willing to pay a little money to get more money. And, uh, you know, sometimes in life you got to do that. You know, sometimes it, it, it takes money to make money. And I think Chris is in the situation where he feels like that the only, um, the only thing he can do is withhold the services. And unfortunately for him, withholding the services is costing him a lot of money. And in the end, it may cost him two and a half, three million million, $3 whatever the number is, but if, if he feels like that that $2.5 million, just making up a number, can lead to him getting a contract that's $30 million annually over the next four or five years and he gets a $100 million signing bonus, eh, I'll take that trade off any day. Mm, I'm with you. Hey, no doubt about it. Uh, hey, Bugger, we talk a lot about the depth of the AFC North, the AFC East, but I'll, I'll also look at the NFC East with three playoff teams going back to last year and the Eagles, the Cowboys, and the Giants. When you look at the NFC East right now, forget Trey Lance and the whole Dak thing, just overall, what what do you see in this particular division? Well, it's a division that's gotten a whole lot better. Um, I mean, there were so many question marks around the Eagles, the Commanders, and the Giants, but I think uh, especially with the, the Giants and the Eagles, the, the quarterback situation has been solidified. Sam Howell looks the part so far. I know it's only been preseason. He's only had one start, but he looks the part. 
Um, it's going to be a, an extremely tough division. Philadelphia is still the cream of the crop just because of how they play. The quarterback took another step. The offensive and defensive line are outstanding. Uh, Dallas has probably their most talented team that they've had in the last few years. Daniel Jones is, looks like the fifth or sixth pick of the draft that he was under Brian Daybow. So that, that division is really, really tough, and I don't think any team in that division is going to be a cakewalk. Booger, we always appreciate the time, man. Thank you so much for joining us as always, and we'll try to keep you motivated throughout the rest of the program. Thanks, Booger. I appreciate you, man. And it's a Jay Will. Try to get something that's a little easier to motivate you. I know. You know, <laughs> what you have to do, like, like, like science to figure out your motivation, buddy. Booger, next time I won't read two pages of script for motivation. I'll make it more of a sentence, okay? I'm with you. Safe travels, Thank you, buddy. Thank you, right, buddy. two-time <laughs> Super Bowl champion, joining us here. Right, let's just go big picture here. Has, has Jay Will motivated you this morning? 888-SAY-ESPN. 888-729-3776. We're going to see if we can get a little bit more upbeat. Not a two-page dissertation. Denzel Washington. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to see if we can really get you driven next on ESPN Radio, ESPN2. This is ESPN Radio. More next. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.